listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This can be another micro news segment with three new stories. Apex Legends got got a new mode. It's getting a new mode. Call of Duty Cheaters, as well as Outriders players are getting kicked, but not for the reason that you might think they are. If you caught this video when I wasn't live, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. We do daily live streams throughout the week, uh, and we trim them down to the 10-minute video to make it easier for you to watch. So, first and foremost, the Apex uh, Legends new arenas mode. Now, I mistakenly called this Legacy, but I but Legacy is like the name of like the next era season DLC, whatever you want to call it. I think they call them seasons. I played a lot of Apex when it first came out because I was a huge Titanfall fan and I love Respawn. And I really, really liked the the idea that they put into it. At first, when we were watching the trailer, we were like, this seems a little cheesy and a little corny, but it kind of grew on me. Now, one of the reasons I stopped playing Apex Legends was the the third party. If you've never played a Battle Royale, third party is when you are involved in a shootout and a third party uh, comes in because you got two parties involved in a fight. Third party comes in and shoots you in the back or them in the back and steals your kills. And one of the reasons was the sound design in Apex was one of the leading causes there. And I kind of fell out with that. And then I kind of started playing Valorant, and I kind of liked it for a while, but then I kind of fell out with that. Now, if you haven't seen the gameplay, this new Arenas mode is kind of taking what you see in Valorant and the the amazing gunplay movement and characters from Apex and smashing it together. So this was reported by Polygon, this, this text I have here. Apex Legends is already one of the most popular Battle Royale games, but its new mode proves it can be a whole lot more than that. On Monday, developer Respawn Entertainment revealed Arena the first permanent Apex Legends mode to move outside the Battle Royale format. Arenas takes all of the characters, weapons, and fantastic shooting mechanics from Apex Legends fans are used to, and it fits them into a package that feels a little bit more like a tactical shooter. The mode pits two teams of three against each other in a round-based competition. The only way to win a round is to kill every member of the opposing team. Arena's matches take place on specifically designed maps, including a few that repurpose some of the Apex Legends' most popular locations. Now, you might be reading this and thinking, three, that seems kind of small for Arena. Well, for for Arena-style gameplay. You gotta consider something. Much that's gone into Apex is built around balance, of teams of three, the classes, how you have to complement each other and counter the other classes. So this is going to get pretty, I think this is going to get pretty intense. This probably has really, really strong potential for eSport and teams because they, you know, you love to see those teams go head to head. Those small teams especially can be a little bit more intense, a little bit more of those MVP moments when it's not so big. And battle royales have struggled to to break into the you know the esports realm because there's a lot of RNG there's a lot of things that happen in in that realm I mean I know Fortnite has pushed against the idea of ever having an esports scene for a really really long time Apex could could I'm not saying it will it could stand to be the game who kind of jumps over the fence and says look we got a great battle royale but we also have a really really great arena mode that's perfect for esports right At the beginning of each match, so here's how it works. At the beginning of each match, every player selects a legend to play as, just like you normally do before a Battle Royale match. Each round begins with a buy phase, similar to what you might see in Counter-Strike Global Offensive or Valorant. So if you played CSGO way back in the day, you saw the influence in Valorant, and now you're going to see that influence very, very familiar screens in Apex Legends arenas, during which, during this time, you can buy, purchase weapons, there's upgrades, healing items, 
uh, as well as your legend's abilities. So you're not just running around with your abilities. It's it's similar to Valorant. You got to buy those abilities. Unlike other tactical shooters, your inventory gets wiped after each round, so teams don't get massive advantages from round to round, so you can't econ roll another team where the more you win, the less money they have, the more money you have, and then it's kind of over. More than likely, they made that decision because these are smaller teams, so... In a bigger team format, it's a little bit easier to take advantage of angles and team shot or or sort of out maneuver, outflank. Uh, somebody who's got massive, massive econ on you, it's going to be really, really hard. Well, when there's more players, there's more opportunity for counterplay uh, and flanking. With only three people, this was probably the right call. In their early testing, they were like, no, it's terrible. Once the other team wins a round, it's kind of over probably a smart call on their part each of the individual rounds also has a slowly encroaching circle just like apex legends battle royale mode which acts as a time limit for the round now that's the part that has me the most interested basically taking the shrinking circle from battle royale and shoving it into an arena shooter should make some for some pretty intense shootouts not a lot of camping not a lot of sitting where is he where is he where is he there were valorant rounds that got that way uh you 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 had the planting of the bomb pressure but i love the shrinking circle i think that could be really really good for the boat i I think i'm gonna be checking it out honestly i don't think i'll play it a whole lot because it'll obviously get very sweaty very quickly but it might be fun for an evening Next, Call of Duty has had a ton of problems with cheaters. They're not alone in this, by the way. This isn't unique to Call of Duty, but they have been trying to shut down cheaters for a while now. And what the director was, one of the directors was recently quoted as saying, no one hates cheaters more than we do. I found his commentary to be a little devastating. And honestly, it was a little depressing. Okay. It was a little depressing. So this was reported by The Gamer. Raven Software Creative Director... Amos Hodge has opened up about the impact of Warzone cheaters on the developers, saying no one hates the cheaters more than we do. The topic came up during an interview with VGC about the game's recent update to Season 3 and all the changes that have come because of it. Toward the end of the interview, Amos is asked about the state of cheating in Warzone and has some strong words about the subject. So here's what he says. What I will say is that we have reporting tools, we ban a ton of people, and no one hates the cheaters more than we do. Him using the word hate, I think, is is strong, and I think it's actually uh, totally fine. We make this content for the players, and while you're upset that it's ruined your game, I'm upset that it's ruined some of the best work that I've done in my life. Like... I don't know. That felt like a pretty big punch in the stomach. You know what I mean? Like, like, that was a punch. It's like this this guy, these developers, they feel this is the best work they've done in their life. I've actually had people tell me, Creature told me, he's like, this is some of the best Call of Duty ever created, and it's just getting ruined by cheaters. It's more than just like cheating to win. You're actually destroying the work of, of, of the developers. Now, Here's more Here's more from the article. Players can take some small comfort in knowing that no matter how annoyed they find themselves getting at cheaters in Warzone, it impacts the developers a lot more. Amos went on to say, I made this content for players, and I know that everyone around the team feels the same way. We put our hearts into this content. We have 100 million players. It's been out a year. This is a huge stage and some of the best work we've ever done, and to have cheaters come in and ruin it, the game, uh, come in and ruin the game, it bothers us more than anyone. This... You, you, I'm telling you, they, they, this, this has got to be terrible. They're one year in, a hundred million players, and they just can't stop the cheaters from getting in. If you've played any game that gets overrun with cheaters, it, 
it actually is really, really frustrating for the player. But imagine it being something that you've worked on. Imagine it being something that you've poured your life into or years of work into. Um, the article went on to say, it's unlikely that cheating will be removed from Warzone altogether as it's pretty much a staple of any online game that some people out there will try and cheat when they can. Amos promises that the security teams are continually making uh, updates. Now you have to understand something. There is an economy of cheating. There are people and businesses and companies that make thousands and sometimes millions of dollars creating and distributing cheating. You do understand when you're supporting those cheats, you're giving money to those cheats, you are supporting what is essentially business damage. You're damaging another business and another person's work just so you can be better at a video game. Zoom out on this and see the bigger picture. You are part of a massive problem that could that could end up cannibalizing the very hobby you seem to enjoy since you're playing video games and, play, and paying for cheats, but you are part of an ongoing degradation of gaming. You are a force for bad and ill. You're not a good person if you're doing this. Um, and that is judgment. I think these people should be judged for what they're doing. I don't care their age or their awareness. You are ruining the work of other people. It's not about ruining somebody's afternoon in Call of Duty, although you're a jerk for doing that too. But this is a form of business disruption, which I'm a little bit sensitive to. And I think there should be swift justice brought on anybody using the cheats or distributing them. Lastly, let's talk about Outriders. <laughs> it's just this this game just can't get their reputation to level out um (laughs) okay so outriders players are getting kicked by party members but it's not for the reason that you might think so we recently covered this this was a trending thing on reddit it became kind of a spicy topic where people were kicking uh folks out of their game if they were a devastator now if you're unfamiliar with outriders basically there's four classes and the community determined I think they're right in this determination that the Devastator was kind of the weakest class in the endgame. And believe me, it, 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 he's not holding the candle to everybody else. And they still haven't buffed him. That's a sidebar issue. But people were kicking you if you were a Devastator. You'd get into this hardcore endgame content called Expeditions, and they'd kick you out immediately. Now, we have a whole new problem, which is basically they're griefing you and kicking you before you can get your loot so before you can even go and grab your loot they're they're kicking you to the curb so this was reported by screen rant and it is it is a growing problem i saw this on reddit i see people complaining about this i don't think people are making up i don't think people are crying wolf here okay so as reported by screen rant multiplayer rpg outriders is in the news for outraged yet again this time from players who are getting kicked from expeditions right before receiving their rewards the game is the latest looter from publisher square enix it's following the disaster it's following the disastrous launch of marvel's uh the avengers outriders release on april April Fool's Day 2021, and the game has since been under constant criticism for numerous bugs, glitches, and design flaws. Since the game's launch earlier this month, the game has seen everything from long-running server issues to players getting their inventories wiped. It's a frustrating experience for players who have purchased the full-price game at launch and still haven't been able to enjoy much of it, even as many fans praise the gameplay itself. Developer People Can Fly has been struggling to play catch-up, while issues with the game have been piling up from all directions and it appears that the list of problems keeps getting bigger as i said they just they can't get their reputation to level out 
They really can't. It's 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 unfortunate. It's unfortunate because Outriders is actually a good game. I liked it. They it's got good things in it. It's got good content loops. It's just got a lot of problems. The latest development for Outriders involves an outbreak of griefing and high-level gameplay that's ruining the experience for many players who party up with strangers. In Outriders' case, this griefing comes in the form of taking people's hard-earned loot away from them, as reported by Eurogamer. So Eurogamer's also reported on this. Players are partying up with strangers to take on expeditions, and it's an endgame activity that provides powerful loot. Now, an oversight in the system allows for the host of these parties to kick players out at the very end of the expedition, before they can even claim the loot. This means that players are doing all the hard work on the expedition and getting nothing in return, creating a serious problem for the community, okay? So, we we are seeing a glaring flaw in the design now i praise the expedition's design when i said all the loot is at the end of the expedition if you were around and played anthem okay that was a serious frustration for folks because anthem you could just go in kill the first area and then leave and it made it really hard to find anybody to match make with and complete the content with so i was like This is a really good decision from People Can Fly to make it really, really hard for people to bust up the play flow. Well, unfortunately, they made a huge mistake. They've essentially said, yeah, but it's fine if you kick people at the very, very end. Essentially, what people have proposed, I don't need to read the rest of the article, what people have proposed is once you're in the final area you should not be able to kick anybody now obviously that gets problematic because if somebody gets all the way to the end and decides to AFK or leave that can be incredibly frustrating to be stuck with someone like that you're like what in the world is going on like this guy's not moving but at the same time there's got to be a time limit like once you're now people might say oh well once you kill the final boss well then the griefers are just going to do it before then right so this is a delicate situation because you don't want to put people in a terrible scenario where they can't kick an AFKer out the likelihood of the AFK happening is that greater than the number of times people are getting grieved at this point you have to choose the lesser of two evils would be my opinion on the matter like which is not as bad okay that's that's how I would square this one. So, those are our three news topics. If you're in the live audience, I want to hear from you. I want to have some back and forth on this. Take our poll and leave a comment, and I'm going to go read through those comments right now. If you're listening to this after I wasn't live and you didn't catch it live, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell button, and I hope to see you in one of these live streams, all right? As always, hit like, share, and subscribe. Continue to listen to this episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the section where I read through poll responses to the three news segments that we did, the three news topics, Apex Legends, Legacy, Call of Duty Warzone Cheaters, and Outriders getting kicked. Now, the poll results actually surprised me. So if you didn't catch the broadcast and you're listening to the audio, this kind of blew me away. We got about 300 votes, and Call of Duty Warzone Cheaters is the lowest with 16% of the vote as far as are, are people interested in that. I thought that was going to be the lead. I thought people were going to be really gung-ho about that. But Outriders players getting kicked is 44% and then 40% is Apex Legends. We knew Apex would be a strong story today, but we thought Call of Duty Cheaters would be a really, really hot one. So one of the first responses from uh, somebody named Damon Hogan says, I have been kicked from Outriders. I just play solo that's sad to hear it really it really really is the, the game is built to be played with other people it, it, it's 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 built 
I it I listen, I played a final room in Outriders Expedition Challenge Tier 15 by myself as a Devastator, and I beat it. And it felt pretty awesome. And I know people will be like, well, doesn't that prove that, you know, Devastators can do just fine in the endgame? Well, I mean, it, it, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Number one, the enemies are weaker when you're solo. Uh, you, you will be surprised. If you've been playing upper challenge tiers of Outriders with your buddies, go play an upper challenge tier by yourself. Boot up a challenge tier 14 or 15 and do it by yourself. You will be blown away at how it almost will probably seem easier, right? You you might you might not uh, <laughs> you might not you know check it out. Uh, you you like you're you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna maybe leave your buddies behind and not play with them anymore. You might not want to do it. it. It might it might change you. So, but you'll be surprised. But I don't think that's how the game is built. It really is built to be played with other people. It really really is. And uh, I, I've been checking on the Outriders uh, Steam charts, you know, pretty regularly. And we've seen a steady decline. Um, it looks like they've kind of settled into, you know, every 24 hours, the peak is 30,000. So they haven't quite bottomed out yet. Still not terrible numbers. Uh, did you hear about Blue Protocol? It's similar to Genshin in graphical design. It's not out yet. Soundtrack's amazing. Yeah, I'm not playing that today, Ghost, but I'm playing Blue Fire. I have heard of Blue Protocol. I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah, the game I'm playing today is called Blue Fire. It was just recently on sale in Steam. It launched in February. And it was just recently like 35% off or something. If there's a free demo in Steam of Blue Fire and it is only $20. So we're trying to see if maybe playing indie titles when they go on sale or when they've kind of had a resurgence is a good call. Like our Titanfall 2 stream yesterday was spectacular and because it's had this big boost uh, since the Apex announcement. Geo Jam says, I'm getting tired of BR games. I love the feel of Apex. So excited for this new game mode. Uh, Apex Legends Arenas has my attention. It really, really does. It has my attention. Now, here's the thing. I'm I'm not really into PvP games long term. Like, I could see playing for like an evening or something and then being like, okay. Because eventually... It gets really, really sweaty. I mean, it's un- it's unavoidable. You're going to run into the guys and the gals that know exactly how to play and they know wait right where to go and the positions to take. Um, you know, it, it's if if you're if, if you're going to continue to you know play a game like that, you know you're putting yourself on a trajectory of of hitting the sweat wall. It's just, it's unavoidable. Now, I will say, in Valorant, whenever I was playing with the community, when we would play in the ranked playlist, we tended to have the most fun in the ranked playlist, because they seemed to be more balanced matches. They seemed to be more you know, like you're, you're actually having a fair shot. You're having a fair shot. When we played the non-ranked, it was awful. It would do like this on-the-fly skill-based MMR thing. Suddenly we would have like, I would have a good game. And all of a sudden we would be playing against people that were way out of our league. Like just, you could tell, like they just lived in Valorant. And so we actually found it was it was very, very, for many people, you would consider this to be counterintuitive. We were having a better time and a less sweaty time in the ranked playlist. Like it, it was it was kind of funny. Now, that's not necessarily going to reign true in every single game, but no matter what you do, whatever you're playing a game like this, 
uh, when whenever you're playing a game like this, the you it's funny because the harder you play and the better you get, the more annoyed you seem to get by players who are really really good. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where you have to have that ability to play in that sort of neck and neck, really close games. You almost win. They almost win, whatever. And sometimes you're just going to want to take your hair down and not have that be the experience. And yes, that probably includes playing people who are lower skill than you and enjoying a bit more of a casual fare, if that makes sense. So for me, for me, I always feel that tension of the more I play and the better I get, the more likely the game's going to want to pit me against other really good players. And then I slowly fall off the, the slope of challenge and difficulty and I'm not having a good time. It's, it's unavoidable in a game like this because you kind of have to say, listen, you can't have your career players just stomping on all of your level one newer players. And while that sentiment is true, I think there are better ways to go about it. I consistently, whenever we played Valorant, I would hate when we had to play non-ranked because it was super, super annoying. It was We were always mega mismatched. We always had better matches in ranked. Without fail, when we would play ranked, every game was close, and we like that, especially in a game like that. It's round based. If it's close, there's always that sense of like we can come back, we can kind of we can kind of, you know, get some momentum and some econ here. One of the smart decisions they're making with Apex Legends legacy uh, with the new Apex Legends Arenas mode, one of the good decisions they're making is, you can't really econ the other team. You can't steamroll. If you win one or two rounds in a row, you're not going to be sitting on fat stacks and they're sitting on nothing. They reset it every round. So your econ will certainly play a, a part, but you're not going to be able to get as much of a snowball effect. And again, as I said in my reporting segment, I think one of the reasons they're doing that is you have less people. I mean, a three-man team, it's going to be really, really hard for a three-man team to overcome that. I mean, if, if, if you're getting if, you, if you're getting steamrolled, if you're getting snowballed, if you're getting econ. Playing better players gives you a challenge and forces you to adapt and get better. I personally think that platitude is always really unhelpful and misapplied for a handful of reasons. Number one, I could right now put you in a 1v1 match against a player that's never going to let you breathe. You're never going to learn anything. You're never even going to get to move. You're going to get absolutely stomped. Now, if I did that to you for five hours... After five hours, I was like, don't you feel like you've, 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 you were challenged to adapt and get better? You'd be like, no. The, the, the skill gap was too great. It was seemingly, right? It was seemingly insurmountable, right? There is, I think, a point at which the rubber band breaks. The greater the distance between the players, the more likelihood there's nothing learnable about it. You just get absolutely trounced, okay? Now, as, and this is why ranked was so helpful, I think, 
you were getting matched against people and teams that were in your circumference. It wasn't an on-the-fly MMR skill-based matchmaking where it's like, hey, Lono had a really strong game. Well, maybe I had a strong game because we were playing trash cans. That doesn't mean I'm going to consistently put those numbers up. And suddenly you match me against somebody who is putting those numbers up. Well, I'm going to get trounced. I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have a good time. That's the other factor you need to remember. It's a video game, and people want to have fun. And so, that's why it's so important to have the place where the sweat and the close games and the and the tiebreakers happen, and you also need a place for people just to go fart around and have fun with their buddies and not sweat the entire time. You have to have both, because at the end of the day, it is a video game, and even the best players don't want to feel like they're always in a qualifier. They don't want to always feel like, man, I have to play at my absolute hardest just to just to compete. Like that is, I think, a growing problem in video games is that people get better. They still want to have fun. Just because you've gotten really good, you just just because you're an NBA player doesn't mean you don't enjoy some pickup basketball at the park with some Randys. You, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, you you don't necessarily always want to lace up suit up on the court playoffs mentality now sometimes you just want to shoot hoops at the park with your buds like and that's the thing people forget is at its core it's still a video game and a hobby that people enjoy just because they've committed time and energy or just have the natural skill intonation to be decent I am not a pro player. I will never be a pro player. I am slightly above average because I've played shooters since Quake, okay? So you throw me in most of these games, I'm going to do reasonably well, especially when you match me against anybody who's below 50% skill level, right? There's average players and down. And if you pit me against those players, I'm going to look like I'm, 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 I'm decent. The problem is, is as soon as you cross cross over that threshold and you're actually putting up decent numbers and the game's like, wham, and it smacks you with skill-based matchmaking, you're like, what the heck? I'm not good enough for this. I'm casual. You know, I have, I have innate sort of natural skill in these games over decades of playing them, but I'm not a pro. I'm not. I would never qualify to be on a team. I always want to do the shout casting anyway. So that's always the tipping point is if I'm playing with really good players or I have a couple decent games, suddenly I'm in this terrible scenario. And that's why I liked Valorant. I really did. I loved Valorant. I knew if we play ranked, sure, I'm playing with people that are better than me. And that means we're going to have some, you know, some people on the field that are pretty good, you know, are pretty good. But that doesn't mean every game is going to be a crapshoot of like, well, you did good last game, so now you're going to get trounced. Oh, well, you did you did good last game, so now you're going to you know you're going to play these sweatheads. I found ranked and Valorant to be very very good. You need ranked and unranked on the fly skill based matchmaking simply doesn't work. They do the same nonsense in Fortnite. I remember playing Fortnite on a Smurf account with my brother and his nephews, and we got a couple second place games and a couple of wins. Why? We were playing absolute bots, just terrible players. Because my brother doesn't play all that often. I was on a Smurf, and then my nephews—they're—they're—they're they're, they're younger, so like they do okay. What happened after we had a couple of second places and a couple of wins? 
we would kill the fake bot there are actual bots in Fortnite by the way we would kill the fake bot players in the town where we landed we'd cross over one hillside and then we'd get into one fight with players that were a thousand a thousand yards out of our league a thousand a thousand yards out of our league no way we were going to compete with them and so that was the game saying oh you guys have had a couple of good games and some good stats here's who you should play against and the fun went right out the window i stopped playing fortnite with the community for the same reason why i would play with really good players they had time to play all day i didn't and we'd get matched against people who would build a mini mall around me in two seconds and i'm like i'm not having any fun i'm out of here I'm out of here. For all the crap Riot Games get, their ranking system has been very good for a year. Uh, one of the main reasons why I played League of Legends for so long. You need ranked, you need unranked. That's the only way you're going to keep the sweaties and the casuals happy. And here's the real kicker. Here's the real kicker. If you could convince casual players that ranked is not the devil, they would see the light. When people... Are, are like, I cannot believe I have to play against people that are better than me. Ranked is your savior. It's your savior. You will only play people at your level in ranked. Now, obviously, if you're sandbagging and you're and you're you're going in with really good players, you're probably going to play people out of your league. But for the most part, if you and your crew of potatoes want to play other potatoes, ranked is your savior, but everybody has a stigma. They see ranked and they're like, oh, that's the boogeyman. I can't go in there. I'm not very good. So you only have fun when winning. If everything I just said for the last 10 minutes, your conclusion and summary of my statements is that I only have fun when winning, you've completely misunderstood the point that I was making. You weren't. You either weren't listening, or you like to shade the, the argument with those colors. That's not what I said at all. We went from a couple of good games to playing people we were zero competition for. We just got absolutely trounced. Just, just completely run over. Like, I guess we could flip the question around. Is it fun to get steamrolled by players who live and breathe, and that's all they do is play the game? Is that fun? No, it's not fun. And getting matched against them because I had a couple of good games is terrible. It's it's not fun. I, I stopped playing for that reason. Video games are supposed to be fun. I am not trying to be a professional Fortnite player. I am not trying to qualify to get into a tournament. I'm playing with my brother and nephews as I visit them for Thanksgiving. And you're slapping me in the face with a sweaty mop being like, you had a couple of good games. Wham! Here's your new, you know, ranking funnel. Here's your new group of people you have to play against. And I'm like, I don't want to play mini Tifus right now. I'm, I'm playing with, with some kids and my brother and they they're they're not and i'm not we're not ready for this it's really unenjoyable and we we literally stopped playing and like this isn't fun it's not fun update on the coffee the freight shipping says it'll be here at my house on the 30th we are incredibly frustrated that all efforts to expedite seemingly failed so i am incredibly sorry that the coffee situation turned out to be such a disaster so it shouldn't uh it shouldn't it shouldn't happen in the future so only winning matters i got news for you when we would play valorant and we'd be in ranked or when i would play with my brothers and my nephews if we got into the top five we got in the top 10 
That was a fun time. That was a good game. We that was something we could we could laugh about. That was something we could high five about. Hey, good kills. You that was a good play. Nice job. Whatever. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. We would get immediately eliminated in Fortnite because we were out of our league. It had it had nothing to do. It had nothing to do with like, well, we're not we're not getting a first place every time, doggone it. It wasn't like, yeah, we got a couple of second, you know. We, we got a couple of second places and first places, um, and now we're getting third place, and that's simply unacceptable. No, we went from first places and second places to immediate eliminations. Like, the, the, the pendulum swung all the way from, this is pretty fun, we can kind of hold our own to, we're not allowed to hang out here, this is not our neighborhood, we're not allowed to play Fortnite anymore. <laughs> like, it was too sharp of a swing, and this is why an elaborate ranking system is better, because when it's on the fly, that's when you get the pendulum swing scenario. I can put up stats that made me look like a pro. I'm not a pro. I was probably playing some scrubs, right? That doesn't mean you suddenly should match me against a pro because I had a couple of good games. It's a misread. Ranking is a slower process. It's a more holistic picture of the player as well as the team, which ensures when you match team A against team B, it's more likely for it to be a close game. So... You were in that tournament? Oh my gosh, I got carried in that tournament. I didn't do anything. Somebody asked about bringing back shoutcasting. I don't think there's shoutcasting or hosting in my future, okay? The the, the scum of the industry have ensured that that's probably an unlikely thing. So, unless people want to have, you know, take a strong stance against cancel culture, um, that may not be in the cards, at least not for a couple of years. (laughs) Uh, We'll see. Uh, another comment on the poll. Hey, if you're new, we're breaking down these three topics. We were just talking about, uh, Apex Legends, the arenas mode, why I think it's going to need to have a good ranking and unranked system. Cause if not, you're going to be headfirst on a trajectory to sweat. Uh, there's cheaters in call of duty Warzone. outriders. Players are getting kicked. Use the poll command. Take our poll and leave a comment. I'm reading through the remarks on the poll right now. And uh, we want to hear from you. We really do. We want to see what do you think? Uh, what do you think about which which topic interests you the most and why? Leave a comment. We got another comment here from Casual Irish Gamer. I've been playing Outriders for the last two weeks straight. And whenever I post for LFG players, message my friend asking, are you going to kick me? I feel bad for them. So we help as many as we can good guy i mean you're a good guy i that that's that's obviously a fear that people have um the fear of like are you gonna kick me (laughs) like are you gonna kick me from the group simply because i'm a devastator or are you gonna kick me simply because you want to i mean that's insane that you now have people through lfg that are essentially scared they're gonna get kicked they're like please don't kick me um that's uh <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's not good that's not good also if you're new um we are getting a lot of of people that are clicking on the video because it's been suggested to you this is a live stream it shrinks down to a 10 minute later okay it's a safer work broadcast monday through friday you can keep me on in the background a lot of people treat me like radio if you landed in this video through suggestion and you like the content do me a favor and hit the like button consider hitting subscribe and the bell button. We want to earn your sub, uh, and we think we do that with 
I think, high-quality video game news coverage throughout the week that, again, you can leave on in the background in confidence because it is a safer-work broadcast. Uh, Fuzzy commenting here on Apex. New heroes are always a game-changer. Can't wait to dive in with the brand-new game mode. It looks like a solid competitive mode. Uh, Apex Legends Arenas is not a BR so it will feel fresh (laughs) it's not a BR (laughs) so it'll feel fresh it'll feel fresh and truth be told we didn't really get it we didn't really get into this Um, this could be the focus topic for tomorrow why why I pro- I think Apex Legends Arenas might overshadow the BR. There's a handful of reasons that I think this. Now, it might not overshadow it in the grand scheme of the player base for a handful of reasons. The round-based tactical shooter, it's not appealing to the young audience. It's like, just let me get in there and shoot stuff. Like, no offense to the younger players, but they tend to they tend to have that that way of of thinking like they're not they're 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 a little less patient they're more along the lines to be instant gratification wired i mean i guess we're all wired that way i think battle royale scratches that itch a lot easier i think round based tactical shooters are are a little less accessible from a per, from a public perspective though i could see the arenas being more popular from a viewership perspective because streamers and and higher skilled players are going to want to put themselves into an environment where it's more reliant upon gun skill, map awareness and strategy and not so much RNG. Anytime you've ever seen anybody in the in the gaming world industry as far as esports, competitive whatever, Every time, every time the the battle royale esports conversation comes up, RNG is a part of the conversation. It was hilarious to me when Apex Legends first came out. Everybody always tells me I don't know what I'm talking about. Everybody tries to gatekeep uh, commentary, which I think is very funny. Um, they they maybe they don't know that I've been playing and commentating on games since since literally Quake and Quake Two. Okay. Like, I've watched the industry morph and evolve, but I, because I don't play competitively, I can't comment. It's always funny, it's amusing, and I always like to sit back and wait and watch people eat crow. And when Apex Legends first came out, I said, the RNG on tier levels of armor is a huge problem. It's a massive problem. You're going to get to that final circle, and you're going to lose because another team has better armor. It, it will happen, and people will complain about it. I was told I didn't know what I was talking about. I was told it was ridiculous. And then Dr. Disrespect said the same thing. And then other big streamers started saying the same thing. And then they changed the armor. Do you see? <laughs> I love that. That was my favorite. There's been a lot of moments where I've said stuff and have been chastised for not knowing what I'm talking about and leave it to the experts. And then all the experts come in a week or two later and they're like, yeah, we think the same thing. Not that they know who I am or agree with me. I was not very, I'm not well known in that world. And then, and then the developers, <laughs> even better, even better, the developers actually addressed it and changed it. So it's like... <laughs> It's funny. I think it's hilarious. In any case, that is always going to be the problem in a battle royale 
with respect to it ever being competitive. It, it's it's going to struggle because RNG is is the unknown. It's the flick. It's the flip of a coin, and so you don't want that to influence the outcome of a match. The higher skill the player, the more they're going to be aware of the factors that lead to a loss that were out of their control, and that's and and. And that's, and I think that's frustrating for people. And this is one of the reasons when Fortnite was trying to do esports and they didn't really want to, and people were commentating on what they should do. And uh, people were talking about PUBG, where the one guy won the tournament and he sat in water for like 74% of the tournament because it was all about placement seeds and survival. It wasn't about anything other than that. Uh, And then you looked at Apex and people started complaining about the tier levels of armor. This has been a consistent theme and problem for Battle Royales. They become massively popular and there's literally no way to do an esports setup that makes sense. Not to mention, Epic loved kicking the hornet's nest. They're like, oh, hey, a tournament's about to happen. Let's launch the boombox. Let's launch the mechs. Let's launch the sword. Like, they absolutely loved to just crap on anybody thinking that, like, they were going to get a fair shake with their practicing and their, and their preparation. So, this mode has way more potential to get traction in the competitive realm and in the viewership realm. Why? Because the people that stream tend to be streaming to large numbers for one particular reason. They're really, really good. So you're going to see some of the best players in Apex rallying to this game because part of their appeal is that they're good and they want to win. They're competitive. It's in their nature. And they appeal to an audience that wants that. Okay. And if they can go into a game mode where there's less RNG and less things out of their control, that is going to be very appealing to them. So within the streaming world and within the competitive world, Apex Legends Arena's will overshadow the Battle Royale. Now that doesn't mean the player base is going to to shift. I still think the player base will, it'll go like this. Everybody will jump in the first couple of weeks or the first week and try it out, right? Everybody will try it out. And the lower you are on the skill spectrum, the less appealing you're probably going to find the mode. Why? It's not really built for you. It's a round-based, econ-based, tactical arena shooter. You're not going to want to be in there. You're going to be like, this sucks. I'm dead. I can't play. I want to be in the action. And so you're going to flock right back to the Battle Royale. Battle Royale is really popular for a handful of reasons every round is a little bit different than the last every single time you're dead you know one of the reasons that i think PUBG made good decisions with this game and obviously they copied a lot of h1z1 it was the fact that after you die you're almost instantly in another waiting room it tricks your brain into thinking yep i'm back in i'm back in where we dropping boys where we dropping I think the popularity of battle royales would have been significantly diminished if you die after a really long run, you you try to survive, you get to top 10, top whatever, and then you die and you stare at a lobby. Imagine the psychological difference of staring at a lobby slowly filling. It's just a static image and the numbers are slowly filling. Compare that to instantly getting in and you can run around and pick up weapons and yell at people and whatever. 
you it tricks your brain into thinking, oh, I'm in the next game already. I'm in the next game. And I think that's one of the things that led to a Battle Royale being popular. It's not the only thing, but I think it's one of the factors. You, you have this sense of, I'm back in. I'm already in another game. That one sucked. I'm angry. I'm, I'm ticked. Time to try it. Time to run it again. Time to try one more time. The Warzone Gulag system did a good job with the after-death experience. Yeah, and then Call of Duty iterated on the on the Gulag system, with, with I'm sorry, with the Gulag system. So there is there is uh, there's a lot to be said for why battle royales are popular and why people flock to them and why they're so addicting, but they don't work for competitive. They simply don't. There's always going to be that 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 RNG. Like I shoutcasted two different Fortnite tournaments once in New York for Intel uh, for the Intel game night actually that was three different tournaments on three different days and then I did one for uh, a charity thing and the crazy thing is the crazy thing is the gameplay in competitive Fortnite doesn't even look like Fortnite it's like a separate game mode it, it's not it's it's <laughs> it's nothing it's nothing like the main game mode like right now if you go and play Valorant and then you watch a Valorant tournament they're not that far removed from each other sure they're way better than you right I saw a clip of myth recently just going around I was like this kid but they're playing way better than you but it's not super far removed from the experience that you have when you play Valorant other than the fact that like they're better and they're winning and you might not be very good it's essentially it's essentially the same game you watch Fortnite or uh, even PUBG's tournaments and it doesn't look like the game that you play you see some guy floating in water winning the tournament and you're like what is this why is this guy doing this you watch competitive Fortnite and you're like why is everybody in a box what is going on competitive Fortnite was literally box box edit box edit box edit walk with the circle walk with the circle walk with the circle box edit box edit box edit if you could not edit quickly out you have no chance of survival it was it was all about the circle and the build and the edit it had nothing that gun skill was certainly a part but i mean it was a very minimal part and this is one of the reasons i think apex Legends Legacy or Apex Legends, I'm sorry, Arenas will likely will likely uh, become way more popular in the viewership realm in the viewership realm Uh, Doom Apex is definitely the quality standard of Battle Royales, the new mode looks really fun, excited to play, same uh, Radical commented on the poll very stoked for the Apex Arena modes as an avid Destiny Crucible player I'm looking forward to something that will feel as good as Crucible without the pains of Crucible I felt disconnected from the gameplay there for a long time and as an Apex fan currently uh, it's exciting to explore new PvP gameplay in an already great game uh, same here same here. I mean, we might have to, if there are people that are, that are, that are decent at Apex, like if Rad and, and somebody else, like we could look into doing it one night and, um, just seeing how it feels. I mean, again, I, we know that you're on a quick path to sweat. It's just, it's unavoidable in these games. However, however, I love the gunplay in Apex cause it's Titanfall and I just played Titanfall two yesterday to, to reminisce and, uh, can't believe how, how well that game has aged. It's freaking beautiful absolutely beautiful it's like the Helen Mirren of shooters and 
the the shooting quality in Apex is right in line with that, and that to me is one of the appeals of Apex and that engine. But Battle Royale is just I just get worn out. I'm like this is so annoying. Third partying and the audio design especially. I don't know how much Respawn has done to minimize third party right like i i don't know if 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 that was a focus of theirs i don't know if that was something that they cared about i really really don't but it was one of the reasons i stopped playing i just freaking couldn't take it it was super annoying it was like there was it was comical the one day that it happened we fought seven teams in the span of like two minutes because it was third party city Everybody hears gunshots and comes. Hears gunshots and comes. Come, 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 come. After the seventh team, we died. And it was comical, but at the same time, it was like, this is everything that's wrong with the game mode. Like, we never got a chance to heal up, kit up, and loot up. Why? Because if someone drops a penny on one side of the map, someone on the other side of the map is like, I heard a penny drop. I think there's somebody over there on the other side of the boneyard. Like, it, it's absurd. It's just absurd, and I I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it, and you know, Radical is saying it has a lot of third partying, but it works. It's frustrating, but it works for the game. I couldn't do it. It it it, it was to me, it was salt in a wound, because it was like there's nothing worse than winning a fight and feeling like you made a good play, and while you're trying to recuperate, you get killed. It's like, in my mind, battle royales have a rhythm that isn't written in stone it's it's organic and there is rng because you don't know who's nearby but there's a rhythm of loot fight recoup loot fight recoup loot fight recoup loot fight recoup that's what you're doing you're looting you're fighting you're recouping and third partying disrupts that rhythm too often in apex there will be third partying in those games there will because trust me when i was playing fortnite and you heard people fighting what would you say let's go try to third party this why it's an easier fight they're already engaged the frick of course we're gonna go try and third party (laughs) that's what you're doing right my opinion of apex was that it happens too often i accept that it's going to happen but it happens too often in apex One of the reasons I believe it happened too often in Apex was sound design. I felt that proximity of sound travel was too far in Apex. I think you needed to be in closer proximity of a fight to hear it. We would hear fights. I remember playing Apex and laughing at the absurd distance you could hear. You would be on the other side of a mountain and you'd be like, there's people fighting on the other side of this mountain. why am I hearing that that seems kind of obscene it seems crazy now I think somewhere there's developers that have commentated on this somewhere and their mindset was they wanted a game with constant action movement go 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 it's why you have abilities it's why you can move fast and slide and all this different stuff and so they essentially that's by design in their mind it's by design they're like we want action we want their we want to sound like a war zone and there's gunfire and there's fighting and third partying right and so every fight is viable right those two things compound right sound travel combined with how fast you can travel great distances in that game come together and it's like third party third party third party third party third party now 
I'm not saying it's wrong or bad. I'm saying I found it really unappealing and that's why I stopped playing. You know, I just, I just found a third. I just found it unappealing. I was like, I just, I, this is getting, this is getting annoying. Other people might think it's great. They're like, oh, what a rush. Oh my gosh, dude. Four teams. Oh, that was crazy. And either they win or lose. They don't care. It's, it's a rush to them. Not me, dude. I got worn out. I was like, man, oh man, come on. Like we couldn't catch a break. Like I'm just not wired that way. I'm just not wired that way. So I can see why it's appealing. You always feel like it's just constant action, constant fighting. Woo, yeah. Um, I like having a game like that every once in a while. I felt like the, in, in, in Apex, it was almost every match. And I was just like, eh, I, I don't want to play this anymore, you know? I think you play with that in mind. You become better at defending against the third party and the playstyle it requires. Sure, sure, sure. You got to adapt. You, you, you have to adapt or you're just going to do what I did. You're going to be like, I don't like this. I quit. It's a shame they can't get the gunfire in the distance sound right, but foot's oh they can get the gunfire gunfire in the distance to sound right, but footsteps are still atrocious. Octane can literally be silent sometimes, and he's the fastest character in the game. Footsteps. Here's why I think footsteps are more noticeably inaccurate. It's because of server desync. So if you're shooting on the other side of a mountain, and there's five seconds of desync on the sound, it doesn't freaking matter. But if there's a couple seconds of desync on someone's footsteps, that's the difference between life and death. It's the difference between life and death. Like, you're dead. I didn't hear that guy coming. What the frick? Yeah, it's server desync. The sound of his movement being resolved client to host, host to client, was too slow, and you didn't know he was there, right? He had latency, server had latency, you had latency. Somebody had latency, and you didn't hear him. It happened in Fortnite, it happens in Warzone, it happens in all these games, right? You can't, yeah, you can't do what's called sound whoring. Yeah, we, I used to do that. In, um, I got accused of, of uh, cheating all the time in World at War and uh, because I had these really nice Turtle Beach headphones. And back then, very few people wore really nice headphones back then. Most people were just rocking TV volume. And they had on like the little Xbox party chat uh, headset. So they would think you were cheating. I was like, bro, I could freaking hear you. What are you talking about? I heard you coming a mile away. You sound like an elephant running down the hallway. And then be like, you're cheating, you're cheating. I'm like, bro, I'm wearing turtle beaches. I, I I heard you enter the building. You see? That's harder to do in a game where the fat that you know the footsteps are so inconsistent. So you'll carry me, Rad. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I do. I need carried. I need carried and coddled. Because I can't. I can't take it in those games. That was one of the reasons that I had to stop playing Fortnite was because I was getting carried and <laughs> because I was getting carried. It was really, really difficult because it was like, oh, you're playing with Brayden. Well, here you go. Here's kids at Brayden's level. And I'm like, I don't know what the frick's going on. I'm always dead. <laughs> so, hey, we're getting a lot of new people to click on the stream today. Hopefully you're enjoying the variety gaming coverage. We're talking about Apex Legends, Call of Duty, Warzone, Cheaters, and Outriders. Players getting kicked. Take our poll if you haven't yet already. Use that poll command. Do me a favor. If you're logged in and you're on your account... And you haven't hit the you haven't hit the like button, right? You haven't uh, you haven't hit the like button. Do that. Also, you can hit subscribe to the bell. Coddling is an extra fee. You can sub to me at. Oh, I see. I see. This is a weird OnlyFans. I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting this. I thought we were cool. I thought we had something. Apparently not. I gotta pay the same as everybody else. Whatever. 
Just when you think you know somebody, chat. You know? Just when you think you know somebody. Uh, Dragizzle says, Apex Legends has some hype to fill, and it hasn't disappointed me thus far. Any new content for the game will be well-received, in my opinion. The timing is also clutch for this. I'm excited, too. I I actually am. I'm excited, too. I think the... uh, I think the potential is absolutely massive. I think it's massive uh, for this. Um, uh, okay. Mm-mm, you forgot OnlyFans existed. I tried to tell you what you should what you should do, but whatever. You, you sh- you're not you're not capitalizing on my idea. It's fine. Yo, what's good, Mike? How are you? Already like, thank you, Ginger Prime. Bradens are always a pain on the leaderboard. <laughs> it's it, that's the worst feeling when you're playing with someone who's really good, and you're like, "Man, I love you, but I think I'm gonna go play with somebody else because you're really, really making this unfun because you're too good." You know, you told your dad about the idea, and he was like, "I'm in." I mean, I'm telling you. It's it's not weird at all, but the more Lara cosplay we get in the world, the better. The better. It'll, it, the world will be a better place, right? We need more Jason Momoa with, you know, no no shirt on. And then we need more Lara cosplay. I think we just need both. I think it's good. <laughs> OnlyFans is such a genius way to make money. I haven't looked into, like... Can you do it and, like, make the content stupid? So can I be like, I'm going to set up an OnlyFans, and when you subscribe, it's going to be pictures of me, um, like, laying on grass. That's all it is. It's just me laying down on grass. That's the concept. Here's me laying on grass in my backyard. Here's me laying on grass in, in the front yard, right? See my hot grass. That would be the whole thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Am I allowed to do that? Or does it have to be in that vein of like adult entertainment? It isn't just for sexy pics. Okay. Okay. He was sold on the, if I dress like a pizza, you still say the line. And he was like, yes, that's comedy. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Nothing about OnlyFans says it has to be sensual. Okay. Okay. As long as you are lying, as long as you are lying about what you have, then I think you're good. Oh, as long as you're not lying. Uh, LLT made an OnlyFans for April Fools. Oh, Linus Tectis and April Fools fans. I made like 70k. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You're allowed to do whatever you want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to start cannibalizing our ideas for the network. So the SNTR network will eventually have unique personal content that you can only get there so that's probably where we're where we're gonna we're gonna put our stuff um i don't necessarily need to use a a site like OnlyFans because they're gonna take a cut anyway so we can house the content ourselves and it doesn't need to be like that you know what i mean I've got an idea for a podcast in OnlyFans that would just, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be good optics, but I think it'd be great. It'd be, it'd be, if people would, people would, I think, I think it could be also like really super, super culturally relevant, but it, it, it wouldn't, it would probably be bad optics for the brand. So it'll probably never happen, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, Paul Lane says, does Outriders need a kick function in the game being that you don't have in-game chat? 
you're not going to kick someone for being toxic. Well, it does have in-game chat, so you're wrong there. The only reason you would kick someone that I can see is being AFK, but you could just have an AFK timer so they'd be kicked after a certain AFK time. Uh, the AFK timer is a is a smart move, but the game does have game chat. It has VoIP like right in it. It has VoIP right in it. So I don't necessarily think you can remove the uh, kick feature, right? You, you, I don't think you can remove the kick feature without instituting some kind of an A like a- AFK timer. I like the idea of saying, listen, you're in the final room. The kick feature is done with. Now, obviously, people would still grief, right? People would still grief. They'd be like, hey, we're in the final room. Kick them. You know, now, obviously, that would be something that would hurt them as well. It would hurt them as well. They would have a harder time in the final room. Like the reason, the reason this is so frustrating for people is they literally help up to the final moment and then they get kicked. Like the boss is falling down and is dead and the audio kicks in. They're like, wham, and they're, and they're, they're kicked. I think the minute you're in the final room fight, kicking should be disabled and then obviously have an AFK timer. If some dude is literally not moving and the final boss dies, that person should get kicked. They should get kicked from the game. Like, no, you just AFK'd the final room. What are you doing? Or you could do a postmaster thing, like what JSTOC is saying. Again, the challenge would be when does the server recognize that? Because the way they do it, JSTOC, you go up to the thing, hold down a button. And then it opens and loot pours out. There's And it's super long. There's like a slow motion sequence. There's audio. You run over. They could kick you literally when the boss has like a sliver of health or as the boss dies. The boss is like dying. The game has no idea it's been beaten yet. It takes a second. And then you're back in the lobby. Like, I think the, the easiest solution would be like, no, you can't kick people in the final room. And there's an AFK timer that... If you don't move, you get kicked after so many minutes. You know, the final room usually takes a couple of minutes. You don't get anything if you're just standing there. Listen, as I said in the talk, you have to pick the lesser of two evils here. Is it really that big of a risk that like, oh no, there's going to be an epidemic of AFK players at the end of the game if we remove the if uh we remove the kick the kick feature? No, it's, it's not, you're not suddenly going to have this overwhelming, like, Hey guys, they removed the kick feature in the final room. (laughs) It's our time now. It's time to go AFK. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I I don't see that being a problem. It's a, it's a bigger problem that people are getting kicked before they can even get the loot. That's what I thought Lono just said there was. Yeah, there's in-game chat. Oh, there's no cross-gen voice chat at all? When I went into the settings, there was literally VoIP, voice over IP, in the settings. So that doesn't work if you're playing cross-platform? I wonder if that's a uh, if that's a Sony thing. I wonder if that's a Sony thing. If they don't want somebody on the Xbox to be able to say something to their user because they cannot enforce terms of service on that person. You, you see what I'm saying? If I'm playing with some guy on the PlayStation and I go off on some tirade on him and he reports me, 
I mean, I you would I guess you would hope that that would hit Microsoft's reporting system because Sony's going to be like, we can't do anything to him. We we can't we can't. He's not on our platform. He's not agreed to our TOS. We can't we can't enforce anything. We can't do a thing. And and according to their own TOS, they probably don't want people who are not on their platform to suddenly be able to like have that have that interaction with other people doubt it is Fortnite did not do that at the start oh you retracted the message i would say one of the one of the main issues with the cross the you know being able to cross play with people like cross platform play is exactly that like when somebody gets on Sony's thing and they subscribe to Sony and they're playing on their online thing, they're trusting Sony to protect that and, and to honor that agreement, right? And to enforce the rules. Well, if you're suddenly playing with somebody who's on Xbox, they, they, they can't enforce anything. Now, to be fair, Microsoft doesn't want that kind of crap happening anyway. They're pretty strict, honestly. You can clap back in a message to somebody and get in trouble. I've seen it happen. Somebody says, you suck. And the other person responds like Godzilla. They just, and they go way overboard. And then they get reported and they get in trouble. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter that they, (laughs) that they get provoked, right? You're not going to ban somebody for saying you suck. But you're going to ban somebody for saying blank, blank, blankety, blank, I hope you blankety, blank. It's like, oh my gosh, what happened? You know, it's like that point in the comedy movie where they bleep out for like a straight 60 seconds. Well, then you get in trouble. Like Microsoft, Microsoft is really clamped down on that, on the in-game communication because number one, they want to protect their users, you know. Some little eight-year-old kid is having a hard time and not playing well, and he gets some absolutely awful offensive message from somebody, and it's like, he's, he's playing Fortnite, man. Leave him alone. What are you doing? I got a warning for responding to someone with a screenshot of a player's stats. Oh, my gosh. Not a blankety-blank. Why can't people just take personal responsibility and leave if they don't like someone? We don't need kicking and enforcing. Isn't that how canceling starts? Well, I mean, you're trying to connect to things that I don't feel are are connected kicking is a necessary thing in a game sometimes they go AFK, they're toxic or they're intentionally griefing maybe every time you're going into a room they're they're getting in front of you, they're being obnoxious, you should be able to be like look man, I'm the host, get out of here right, get out of here I think there needs to be some level of control handed to the player for moments like that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that we got over 400 votes on the poll. Make sure and cast your votes. I, I'm, I'm reading through people's responses. Out of all the topics today, which is the most interesting to you? Apex Legends Legacy, Call of Duty Warzone Cheaters, or the Outriders players getting kicked? Over 400 votes. Outriders players getting kicked has the most responses. And then Apex Legends Legacy, and then Call of Duty Warzone Cheaters. Again, incredibly surprised that the cheaters did not win the day. Um... And lots of new people coming in today. Make sure you're clicking subscribe and the bell button. It's crazy. We're having a really, really strong day. A lot of new folks are landing in here and they're, you're not hitting subscribe. We want to know why. Leave a comment. If you're looking for a particular type of content, we love feedback, especially from drive-by viewers. If you're like, I was looking for this, 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 and this, and you're not doing that. Um, 
We'd love to hear from you, especially if you landed in this video today and you've never been here before. Um, go ahead and you can say something in chat. Be like, well, I was looking for this and this and this, or, or I don't really like live streams. We'd always, we always love to hear feedback from, uh, from folks who maybe haven't ever been here before. Uh, we try to keep the four-hour stream moving and grooving and on uh, the current topic. So, uh, the letter I is banned on Rocket League chat? Huh. Why? Were people using it with other things to spell something mean or something? I don't know. That's weird. Um, make it like a report when you kick someone. You need a reason, and then they can have accountability. How do we use VoIP? I swear it's in the settings. You go into the settings and go under like audio or whatever, and it shows it. It's like listed there. What is the advantage of kicking at the end? Everyone gets loot. I don't get what players are doing this. It, dude, it's right out of Batman, man. Some people just want to watch the world burn. There were people in that story in Burma, and he says they were stealing the stones for sport. They were stealing them for sport. Yo, pizza coming in and doing a tier three membership. We need more people on tier three if you guys want to do the video game voting. We need to set that up in the Discord. Once we have about, I think we need at least 10 people or it won't be much of a vote. (laughs) We had people saying that the, um, what is it now? Tier four. Tier four was too expensive for the video game request. You can actually request me to play a game on the gaming channel if you pick tier four. Tier three is a little less expensive, but it enables you to vote and influence what games I play. How much to request an HBJ stream? I don't know if we'll ever let HBJ come out of retirement. I don't know, dude. You know, Hillbilly Jack. It's fun, but it might not be in the cards. <laughs> I know you guys like all the voices and characters, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if it plays. I don't know if it plays anymore. Distorted Sama says, People getting kicked at the end of an expedition is the near height of toxicity. Although occasionally funny, definitely a problem. Also, no one cares about cheating in Call of Duty. I mean, it's Call of Duty. Um, Super popular game, though. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone has 100 million players. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's super popular. Like, it should matter. I, it, it, to you, it might not, but let me let me try and argue why it should matter, okay? Let me argue why it should. It should matter to you that one of the most established franchises and one of the larger player bases has a cheating epidemic and it's ruining that game. What do you think that does to the industry? What message does that send to all developers of any size? Well, frick that. That is not worth investing in. It's not. It's not worth investing in. You know? I'm pretty sure HBJ fell to his death for good from the top of the stadium in a fight night, or did I imagine that? I don't think I ever did a a, a fight night as HBJ. I don't think so. Call of Duty not popular. Nick Merckx is speaking at 400k. No, no, no. Distorted is not saying it's not popular. He's saying, who cares? It's Call of Duty. Like, why does it matter? My argument is, it does matter in the gaming world when one of the most popular games is getting ruined out of the mouth of the director. Some of our best work is being ruined by cheaters. It should matter to you. As I argued in my news segment... 
you are committing business disruption. You are harming another business, right? You, you're, you're, you're harming another business when you buy and support these cheating companies and use them. Call of Duty isn't just a video game. You're not just going to the park and deflating someone's basketball. It's, it's, it's a, I believe, even though it might be unwitting, it's malicious. It's a form of malicious business disruption, both to make, distribute, and buy. You're all part of the plot. You're all part of it. it and it's, it's terrible. It's terrible for gaming. He's just a Call of Duty hater. I don't think he's a Call of Duty hater. He plays it. He plays it. You guys are crazy. Um, I don't care about the cheating preface console player. Oh my gosh. Distorted. Come on. Get out of here. Not to mention, um, not to mention, if you are a console player, doesn't crossplay hurt you? Don't, 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 she can't cheaters show up in your lobby? Not to mention, I mean, Eugene, Eugene's, you know, taking a shot. He's like, he thinks he's assigned to a higher plane because he doesn't play. That's the funny thing. Distorted does play Call of Duty a lot. He, he played in Fight Nights and he brought his buddy and they were actually really good. Um, the new YouTube update isn't letting me set the quality higher. It's like YouTube is apparently trying to minimize strain on servers by not giving you volition over quality. So you can't select, no, show me 1080 no no matter what. Show me 1080 no matter what. I was half sarcastic about it and half not. Well, yeah, Distorted was saying that tongue-in-cheek. He said, also, no one cares about cheating in Call of Duty. I mean, it's Call of Duty. He's being tongue-in-cheek about how I said, I'm surprised that so few people are voting for that topic is what interests them the most. I thought it was going to be, we thought it, me and Creature both, thought it was going to be the the the, the strong lead today. Because, you know, cheating's kind of a hot topic. So, um... Hey, we appreciate all the new folks today. Hopefully you've managed to take our poll. We're going to read a couple more responses here. Uh, Michael Bear says, There should be some form of end of mission that you can get kicked. I've been... Oh, you can't get kicked. I think you meant to say. I've been kicked just before it finished and didn't get the rewards. Uh, Outriders Expeditions needs kick protection at the end. I mean, no doubt. It, it, come on. It, it, this, seems, this seems basic. And unfortunately, unfortunately four people can fly I, I kind of feel bad for them uh, as developers um, uh, I think they are the, unfortunately I don't think that Outriders is doomed like oh they're not going to make a sequel however <laughs> I think the developers are probably really motivated to be like I don't know guys <laughs> I don't know about this I don't know <laughs> I don't know if we want to continue to make a looter shooter, man. I don't know, man. This might this might not be worth it, you know? Uh, Vapor says, The new resolution setting, you have to pick Advanced tab to manually select the resolution that you want. So they're hiding it from you a little bit. So Vapor is saying you have to click on the Advanced tab and you can manually pick the resolution that you want. So... Um, we may have to make a command for that to walk people through it if they're getting if they're getting stuck. Outrider says, I don't. You can't truly control your player base. If you ended up with that trash of a community, uh, you mess up the marketing somewhere. I am worried that the, their their passion for Outriders 2 is going to be like, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> 
Maybe not. That wasn't very fun, dude. That wasn't very fun. It was kind of rough. I don't I don't know. Um Guys, if you haven't smashed the like button, do me a favor and give it a smash rooney We're close to 500 likes. Appreciate everybody taking the poll and hanging out today. A 26% suggested. Tons of people are landing in this stream today who have never been here before. I hope you're enjoying the show. I hope you're enjoying the breakdown. If you missed the news segment, uh, there'll be a timestamp in the description later. Or we trim down this entire broadcast to just that 10-minute section. Uh, We have a focus topic today, too, about Xbox FPS boost and why I think it's a big win for Microsoft. That upload will hit later if you can't stick around for that. We'll be doing that one. Uh, near the end of the stream as far as the poll results and the live chat interaction we are going uh, to end this recording but i'm going to keep on streaming and if you're new we really want to hear from you all right leave a comment in chat or on the poll if you're listening to this recording elsewhere you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com